Hello, and thank you for tuning in to New Glasgow Christian Church. My name is Stephen Weatherby, and I'm the pastor here at NGCC, a small rural church with a big heart located in central Prince Edward Island, Canada. We're so glad that you could join us. Well, many years ago, there was a man who challenged another to an all-day woodchopping competition. The challenger worked very hard, all day, only stopped for a brief lunch break. And the other man, the challengee, had a leisurely lunch and took several breaks throughout the day. Now, at the end of the day, the challenger looked at the piles and was shocked and surprised to see, maybe a little annoyed, that the other fellow had chopped substantially more wood than he had. I don't get it, he said. Every, every time I... I checked, you were sitting around, taking a break, resting, and yet somehow you chopped more wood than I did. What you didn't notice, said the winning chopper, was that every time I, I sat down to rest, I was sharpening my axe. Work. We all have to do it in one form or another. Some of us get paid to work, such as a job or a career. Some of us work to provide for themselves, maybe a farmer or a fisherman. And some work to keep their households going. Sometimes we can get addicted to work. We enjoy it, we take an interest in it, we take pride in it. And other times we might hate the work we do. A necessary evil to put food on our tables and to pay our bills. From the very moment we were created, we were working. Genesis 2.15 says that the Lord God placed man in the Garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. God created humanity and immediately gave us a job to do. Before the fall, before sin, we were working. But because of sin... We are also cursed to work. In Genesis 3, God says to Adam, Since you listened to your wife and ate from the tree, whose fruit I commanded you not to eat, the ground is cursed because of you. All your life you will struggle to scratch a living from it. We were created to work, and we were cursed to work. Now in my life, August is always a time of reflection. It's always been a time where I consider where I am in life, and what's coming down the road, but it's also been a nice season of rest for me. The weather is nice, the beaches are warm, the barbecue is on, my chair is usually out in the yard. And so this month, I want us to all take a break together and explore what it truly means to work and to rest according to God's design. And so for the next four weeks, including this Sunday, we'll be talking about what it means to work and rest according to God's God's design. Because the world we live in is extremely demanding of our time and our energy. There's always more work to be done. There's always more tasks, more projects, goals, overtime, chores. It never ends. We don't truly find rest for our bodies or for our souls. So what does the Bible say about both of those topics? And that's what we're going to be examining for this next month. And I think that as we really look at these topics, we're probably going to find that we all have a problem with either one or the other. 
Maybe we overwork ourselves and we never rest. Or less commonly, maybe we don't work at all and rest too much. But how do we find that balance? And how can we give our work and our rest both to God? That's what we're going to be talking about these next four weeks. We're going to discover that our work can be worshipful, that God is deeply interested in the work that we do, that we are designed to work at a God-ordained pace, and that we are commanded to celebrate the Sabbath weekly, feasting on the best that God has for us. So this morning we're going to start at the very beginning, the creation story, and we're going to see that creation's order actually provides a rhythm that we can follow daily and weekly for our lives. God has set a pattern for us to follow. So we're going to read the creation story together this morning, and it is a little longer than I usually read. Uh, We're going to read Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through chapter 2, verse 3. So we are going to read quite a bit. Uh, But I'm going to be mean, and I'm still going to ask you to stand with me as we read this together. So starting at the very, very beginning, it says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good. Then he separated the light from darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness night. And evening passed, and morning came, marking the first day. Then God said, Let there be a space between the waters to separate the waters of the heaven from the waters of the earth. And that is what happened. God made this space to separate the waters of the earth from the waters of heaven. God called the space sky, and evening passed and morning came, marking the second day. Then God said, Let the waters beneath the sky flow together in one place so that dry ground may appear. And that's what happened. God called the dry ground land and the water sea, and God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let the land sprout with vegetation, every sort of seed-bearing plant, and trees that grow seed-bearing fruit. These seeds will produce the kinds of plants and trees from which they came. And that's what happened. The land produced vegetation, all sorts of seed-bearing plants and trees with seed-bearing fruit. Their seeds produced plants and trees of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. And evening passed and morning came, marking the third day. Then God said, Let lights appear in the sky to separate the day from the night. Let them be signs to mark the seasons, days, and years. Let these lights in the sky shine down on the earth. And that is what happened. God made two great lights, the larger one to govern the day and the smaller one to govern the night. He also made the stars. God set these lights in the sky to light the earth, to govern the day and night, and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And evening and morning came, marking the fourth day. Then God said, Let the water swarm with fish and other life. Let the skies be filled with birds of every kind. So God created great sea creatures and everything, living thing that scurries and swarms in the water, and every sort of bird, each producing offspring of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply. Let the fish fill the seas, 
and let the birds multiply on the earth. And evening passed and morning came, marking the fifth day. Then God said, Let the earth produce every sort of animal, each producing offspring of the same kind, livestock, small animals that scurry along the ground, and wild animals. And that is what happened. God made all sorts of animals, wild animals, livestock, and small animals, each able to produce offspring of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals of the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. Then God said, Look, I have given you every seed-bearing plant throughout the earth and all the fruit trees for your food. And I have given every green plant as food for all the wild animals, the birds in the sky, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. Everything that has life. And that is what happened. Then God looked over all that he had made and said it was very good. And evening passed and morning came, marking the sixth day. So the creation of the heavens and the earth and everything in them was complete. On the seventh day, God had finished his work of creation, so he rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy because it was the day when he rested from all his work of creation. And now you may all rest and take a seat. <laughs> so as we read that very long passage, that entire first chapter of the Bible, I'm hoping you noticed that there was a pattern or repetition to God's work as he created the universe. We see this repetition of creating, then resting, then creating, then resting, over and over. We see God create, and then he looks at his work, and he sees that it is good. Then we see there is an evening and a morning, and a day passes by. And the reason I say this is because I want you to notice that God, in this creation account, does not just blast through creating everything all at once. Now, he's all-powerful. He's God. He could have just spoken with one word and said, let everything be the way I want it to be, and then everything would have just been done. But he didn't do that. He spread it over all these days. He speaks some things into existence, working, and then he looks at it, sees that it is good, and then he rests for a day. And we often focus on these six days of creation and then this seventh day of rest, but before we even get that far... I want us to see this pattern and balance of work and rest that takes place in God's creation throughout these six days. Because that's something, a little detail that we usually overlook at the very beginning. Now God is a God who works. He doesn't just exist. He's active. He moves. He works. He's all-powerful. He can work every second for all of eternity without resting if he wants to. He could have created everything all at once without any rest. 
but that's not what he does. Instead, he creates, he appreciates, and he rests. So again, just taking that seventh day and putting it aside just for a minute, we will get there this month. But let's just focus on this pattern first, this first six days. We see that God is active. We see that he's working, but he follows a pattern and a balance. His work does not need to have limits on it, but he chooses to limit his work. And that's the first concept I want us to understand from this creation story, is that there's a pattern and a balance to how God works. The second concept I want us to take note of from these verses is that we are made in God's image. We are a direct reflection of God the Father. We were created to bear his likeness in the world, and we are to shape his character and values in our life. He is our model for everything that we do and everything that we are. Now, in these verses we read, we see that God is a creator who works in the material world around us. He works in relationship with God the Son and God the Holy Spirit through creation. And we see that his work observes limits. Even though it doesn't need to, it does observe limits. He does not work endlessly, but he rests between each day. And then on the seventh day, he rests completely. Here's a question for you. It's one that someone asked me a while ago. And it's probably going to be one of the most important questions I ask you in these next few weeks. Why did God decide to rest on the seventh day? Or between each day of creation even? Why did he take a Sabbath? We know that he chose to. In chapter 2, verses 2 to 3, it says that he rested from all his work. And certainly creating the entire universe would be a lot of work for you or me. (laughs) But this is God we're talking about. God the Father, he's all-powerful. He spoke it all into existence with his mouth. He's all-powerful. He can do anything that he wants. There's nothing in existence that can limit his power except himself. So I'll ask again, why did he rest? Was he tired? Did he exhaust himself from all his work? Did he need a break to catch his breath? Did he need to take a nap or have a coffee or sleep in for a few hours to recover from a long week? Why did he choose to rest? You see, we are created in God's image. We are reflections of him, and we are to reflect him. God did not rest because he needed a break. He rested to set a pattern, to create an example. God did not create Sabbath rest for himself. He created it for us. And that brings me to the third concept I want you to take from this first passage we're looking at this week, is that there is a purpose a reason for Sabbath rest. And this is going to be key to everything we talk about in this series of sermons because in the world, taking a break or a rest is about a breather between tasks or chores. It's about catching your breath. And by that worldly definition of rest, we fool ourselves into thinking that we're tougher than we really are. 
because 5 p.m. rolls around and you think, well, maybe I'm not that tired. I can squeeze in a little bit more work before I head out and then I'll be a little better off tomorrow. Or you get home on Sunday and you think of all the chores you need to finish before Monday. And we think if we can just get a little farther ahead, then we can really rest. You see, when we think about Sabbath rest as just a day off or time off between working, we can trick ourselves into thinking, I don't really need that this weekend or this evening. I can probably make do and get through. I'm still feeling pretty energetic, and I'll be a lot better off if I can just get a little more ahead. And that's because we have a misunderstanding that Sabbath is just a day off or an evening off. Now, days off are great, absolutely. Uh, you won't hear me argue with you. I just had a week off in New Brunswick camping. I loved it. I love having time off to relax and be out in nature. Days off are great. We all love them. But that's not the biblical understanding of Sabbath rest. So if Sabbath is not just a day off, what is it? Well, if we are to be reflections of God, as we saw here in this passage, if we're created in God's image, maybe we should look and see what God did in his Sabbath rest. Maybe we can learn from this pattern here in Genesis. Now in this chapter, we see each of these days between his work, he looks at all his work and he sees that it is good. And we are to do the same. We, we need to rest and we should worship and revitalize, yes, but more importantly, we need to take the time to look on God's work in our lives and see that he is good. It's about rest for our souls just as much as it is about physical rest. And that's not something you can get simply by taking a day off. As a result of sin entering the world, we were tasked with laboring the fields, struggling to earn a living. So it makes sense that we get tired. But Jesus came to rescue us from our sin, and he offers us true rest. Matthew eleven twenty-eight to 29 says, This is Jesus speaking, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Rest for your souls, that is what Sabbath is about. God created us in his image, and he knows what we need. In these verses we looked at today, God modeled not just a weekly rest, not just a Sabbath day, but also daily rest as well. And this is where we get it backwards as society, because Rather than earning rest because we work hard, which is what we think of rest as, a Christian rests to enjoy God's presence and to prepare for work by grounding themselves spiritually in the rest that only God can provide. That is what Sabbath is all about. So as I conclude this morning, I want you to know one thing. Sabbath rest is not meant to be a burden. And that's where I kind of want to start as we go into this series. Sabbath is not meant to be a burden. It's not meant to be a strict command that inconveniences your life. Now, in days gone by, the olden days, people would maybe not tend into their garden or not put their laundry out on the line on a Sunday because they didn't want people to know that they were doing things 
is on Sunday. But what we have to remember is that Sabbath was never meant to be a burden. It was meant to be a gift. Jesus says in Mark 2, 27 to 28, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. And he says that because Sabbath rest was meant to help people, not burden them. And likewise, it is meant to help you. Sabbath resting shows that God is gracious and kind, not an unbending, heavy-handed taskmaster. Now, resting is not just about taking a break to relax and recover. It's not something we earn by working hard. It's something that God has designed and ordained for us as a gift because we need physical rest and because, more importantly, we need spiritual rest. The creation order provides a pattern that we can follow daily and weekly, an order of thanks, thankfulness, rest, and worship. We rest to enjoy God's presence and to prepare for the work ahead. So as we leave here today and as we return to work this week, my hope and prayer for each and every one of us is that we would accept this gift of Sabbath rest from God, that we would follow the example that God has given us and that we would learn to pattern our lives in the same way. And most importantly, that we would all accept the rest for our souls that Jesus has offered us as our Lord and Savior. Let's close in prayer. Father God, we thank you that you care about us so much and love us so much that you recognized before we even fell that we would need rest. Rest for our bodies and minds, but also rest for our souls. God, sometimes we can get addicted to the work and addicted to the things that we do, and we just ask that you would help us to accept this gift that you have given us, that you would help us to learn to center ourselves and our, our lives in you, to take a moment to stop and recognize and be thankful for your work in our lives. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for tuning in. We hope that this week's teaching was a blessing and an encouragement to you. If you live in the New Glasgow area, we would love for you to come and join us for our Sunday gathering. For information on service times, location, and more, check out our website at ngcc.ca. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for listening and have a great week.